Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I don't even step on grass without a new contract. I walk on sidewalks only. If I'm his friend, if I'm his advisor, if I'm a lawyer he knows, if I'm his mother, I tell him, we aren't even getting on a flight to Maryland until they're ready to put ink to paper because it's that important. This deal gets done for Lamar right now. It gets done in the right way, and he becomes the highest paid player in football. That's is why is his name escaping me uh oh um uh what's his name former pittsburgh uh oh. ryan oh. uh clark that's him yeah gosh i don't know why i just like blanked out on ryan clark for a moment you uh, got there i got there eventually i'm back on a roll i feel like yeah you, you see not a roll but you, every time you say something like the next one you just totally don't get it. <laughs> yeah, so i'm about to dig but, now tell you what say, you can control that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what sound <laughs> Casey's going to play. Hey, uh, 4 o'clock hour right here. We're live at uh, Creekside High School. Uh, selfishly, quite frankly, if I'm being honest with you, I got a couple ball games tonight with the kids. They're playing same time, but at least the same place. Though that doesn't do me any good. Like, that sounds like it's good. Oh, good. They've been split up the first couple of the games. And so it's like, ah, at least they're in the same place. Well, I like the video. Yep. So, like, I that doesn't really help me out. I can't find – there's not a spot over here that I could video both games at the same time. How close are the fields? They're actually, like – I mean, you get foul balls onto the other one. So, I mean, they're really – if I sat on top of the bleachers, I could see most of the action. Um, but, again, I like to get video for the kids and the other families and stuff. And so I usually just pick one game. Mm. Um, so it's not as easy as you think. Those are my problems, okay? Those are my problems. Those, I just yeah. want to see ball. That's it. And uh, we're sneaking a little TV from here tonight as well. That's what we do. Got to watch the kids play, man. Yeah. I, priority one is watching the kids play. It is. That's a good one. I said it yesterday on OT. I don't think you were listening because you never text me. But I said, Brent Martineau, A-plus dad. The person, not sure. But dad, A-plus. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know if they would agree with that. But at least we're trying. Well, the effort. You know, it's, it's yeah. an A for effort. It is. The effort is set, certainly there. I don't know when Ty struck out with the bases loaded yesterday. Dude, you did, two runs. you did him like that on the radio, like, I'm dude? not sure Dad was A-plus at the time. Dude, now you're definitely not. You just called him out on the radio. You could have left that out. Nah, see, I, what, the one thing about the kids that I don't love to do, I don't like just to share when things are good. It's a wild ride, right? You know, it's baseball. It's like, yeah. uh, it's, it, and by the way, there's a part of me deep down, even though I hate it when it's going on, here's from a parenting point of view, that I actually love the failure part. Because I think that's what the game is, right? That's what a little that's bit of true. life is. So um, I hate it while it's happening, <laughs> quite frankly. But I love it after. And seeing, especially, and Ty handled it really well. Um, so I, I really like how he handled it better than me at the time. So um, Looking but, or swinging? Uh, swinging. Hey, kind all of right. chasing, though. You know, hey. like that was the problem. It, was a, it wasn't even the strikeout. It was the chase uh, that happened. But it was a good game. We lost last night 7-5, to five, and uh, that's going to happen. We're not going 25-0 and 0 on the baseball side, although the girls are 2-0, and 0, so maybe there's a chance. Here we go. Uh, on the girls' side. Uh, anyway, enough about uh, Brent, Ty, and Kaylee. And let's uh, talk about the Jacksonville Iceman and Alex Reed. We bring in Mr. Do-Everything for the uh, Jacksonville Iceman, except for skate, probably. Uh, got a big, uh, big one tonight and in the weekend, the Lizard King's jersey. I mean, we got jer Lizard King jerseys in the studio now. I'm going to showcase it on TV tonight. This is a big weekend for you guys, Alex. 
Yeah, it is. And uh, Brent, I'll give you an A plus rating, by the way, just in, in all around general kind of way. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Try living with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, you're you're right, Matt. It's uh, it is a big weekend. We're kind of going back in time here. Uh, you know, we're going to be. Uh, playing the, the role of the Jacksonville Lizard Kings, obviously a team that played in the mid-90s, mid to late-90s uh, here in Jacksonville. We're kind of paying homage to that, and I'll uh, be wearing, the, like you said, the Jacksonville Lizard King jerseys, and um, uh, we're really excited about it. Uh, we're going to be wearing them uh, tonight and tomorrow. But not to mention, in addition to that, if that wasn't exciting enough, uh, tonight's the battle of the two uh, top teams in the division, the battle for first place right now as we're taking on the Everblades tonight. Yeah, this team is playing well. Again, I think it's six in a row. I mean, what was the streak? What did the streak get to earlier in the year? Was it 11 or 10? I got to nine, which which it was nine, which was a club record. So Okay. So, I mean, this team has been hot a couple of different times, and, and here we are. We're right in the middle of it again. Yeah, no, we're, I mean, we're, we're so excited. I mean, the guys just really, you know, it's a long season. Uh, as we've always talked about you here, I think, you know, no matter who you got on board, they're going to tell you that 72-game season plus uh playoffs if you make it this team certainly trending that way but uh you're right uh, there's you know a lot of call-ups uh that, that took place this year for everybody uh when covid was kind of running rampant all over the place and and the nhl teams had their taxi squads but uh the team persevered through it um you know had a little bit of a rough patch uh you know maybe uh, at the end of january there but uh got right back on the track pretty quickly here and uh this team's been very consistent uh these guys enjoy coming to the rink every day and it's translating on the ice uh, each day, so uh, each game. So, yeah, the team's now feeling pretty good about themselves. They've won six in a row and uh, uh, eight of the last nine. So uh, things are going really well at the moment. We're, we're excited. Jacksonville Iceman uh, home uh, this weekend uh, starting tonight. Alex Reed with us here on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martin along with Casey Kurtz. And this team, how much will it change from now until, like, the, the stretch run of the season? Is the NHL and uh, the trickle-down domino still impacting that? Or do you think you have uh, kind of essentially this team for the next couple months? We're, we're certainly hoping so. I mean, obviously we want to see these guys, uh, you know, graduate to the next level if, if they can. A lot of these guys are certainly deserving of that. I, I think it's really going to depend on really how things play out. I mean, I think uh, there was a mass. Uh, call-ups all across the league when when the pandemic or I should say the you know COVID was hitting uh, the, you know the NHL clubs uh, there in December and into January um, and when they went to the taxi squads the NHL teams as you talk about that domino effect pretty much called all the AHL guys up which sent all the AHL affiliates to you know pull from the ECHL and I know as we had as many as nine guys called up at one point um, so you really have to you know try to next man up mentality maybe search in, in some of the other leagues grab some guys from uh, maybe you know. Uh, graduated from college last year and, and uh, you know, are looking for a job. So uh, it really you know, keeps the coaches uh, on their heels all across the league. And now that uh, things have settled down from a COVID perspective, at least from an outbreak perspective uh, at the higher levels, uh, the trickle-down effect has come back the other way. So now we've pretty much got most of our guys back. And, uh, you know, as long as things kind of stay, stay calm and, you know, there's not a lot of other uh, COVID-related issues or just injuries in general, uh, we should pretty much have this group for, for the rest of the way out. So, um, uh, And that'll help because, uh, you know, sometimes they say the ECHL stands for the ever-changing hockey league. But uh, <laughs> as, you, as you have a different lineup maybe every night, but um, we've been getting that consistency lately. And uh, we hope that this group moving forward uh, will be around, uh, you know, as long as uh, the AHL doesn't go calling upon them. 
Uh, Alex Reed with us here on ESPN 690. Brent Morton, Casey Kurtz as the Icemen are home this weekend, and they're playing really good hockey, have won six in a row in the ECHL, been in the front uh, of the standings or near the top of the standings all year long. So they're having a very nice season front to back, and hopefully they can get the back part right especially and bring home a championship here to Jacksonville in the ECHL. You know, we talked about the Lizard Kings and seeing some of the jersey, and we're going to showcase the jersey more. Uh, it's celebrating a bit of the heritage here in Jacksonville, the history here in Jacksonville. You guys did this, was it last year or two years ago? How did it go? And tell us a little bit more about what you'll do. Will you auction the jerseys off? Uh, what goes into tomorrow night? Yeah, so, you know, it's uh, something we did uh, last season, and uh, it was wildly popular. I mean, people were uh, just excited to see the, the old logos and, um, you know, kind of took people down memory lane. And, uh, I mean, obviously merchandise flew off the shelves. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, we wore the specialty jerseys as well. So uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, you know, for, for, you know, that one night last year. It was, uh, uh, you know, Veterans Memorial Arena became the old reptilian pavilion, and uh, uh, everyone was really excited about it. So now we decided to bring it back. We got the jerseys going on tonight and tomorrow. Uh, the team will be wearing these jerseys. Um, fans can go, uh, if they check out our social media, there'll be links. But uh, if they go on the Handbid app, um, they'll be able to, to, to bid on these jerseys. And, it, you know, if the jerseys end up being too much, we've got all the merchandise available at the game as well uh, for fans to get some Jacksonville Lizard King uh, merchandise. And, and ultimately, Brent, you know, I think, you know, it's been so popular and everyone's been looking forward to this, this weekend all season. Um, you know, we'd like to maybe grow this uh, down the road, you know, have like some alumni games of past players uh um, and things like that. So I think this is just the start of a, an exciting uh, trend, and, and maybe we can even grow it further uh, You know, as, we, as this thing starts to build up steam and, and get more and more popular. Yeah, I think it's interesting, right? The, the folks that have been around here for a long time, there are plenty of them in Jacksonville. Uh, you got the Jacksonville Bulls of the USFL. you got the Lizard Kings, teams like that that really resonate, you know? And, and yeah. people love hearing about that because it kind of reminds them of their childhood, and rightfully so. But then there's this whole transient part of the market. It's the second fastest growing place in the country right now in Jacksonville. So you have a lot of folks like that that are like, oh, okay, what the heck's the Lizard Kings? <laughs> so you guys got to also <laughs> yeah. explain it right. a little bit. Uh, give us just a we'll, – we'll let you go, but – Say I, I want to jump on and, and buy that jersey tomorrow night, and it's obviously up for auction. I mean, I'm sure some go for different, but what's the range? What do they, what do they usually go for in the ballpark? Are we talking 100 bucks? Talking 250 bucks? Like what? What do they usually go for around? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah the bids usually start at 250 dollars, um, and then uh, I mean, it's a live app right now, so anyone can go on there and put the bid on at any time. I think it expires at the 10 o'clock tomorrow night around okay. there. But uh, yeah, usually these they'll go anywhere from you know the 250 range. Uh, uh, to, to some popular players, you know, can be up to maybe around that eight, nine hundred range. Um, we've even had some uh, past players though, and Garrett Hunt was here. I think he had a jersey go for about twenty five hundred one time. Wow. Not a Lizard wow. Kings one, but uh, just other specialty jerseys and and, t and player jerseys. So they can get up there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, just depends really on uh, you know the fan favorite, the player, uh, or you know how fans are taking to each type of jersey that we do because we do a bunch of them for a lot of different causes and. Um, but uh, honestly, this one's just uh, kind of a, a little bit of a throwback night. It's, we're in the midst of this uh, stretch of games here. We're I think we got 12 of the next 14 at home. So a lot of opportunities to, for the uh, fans to come out and see the, the team here. And uh, we just thought this throwback would be a good way to kind of kick it off. So, uh, but yeah, that'd be about the range. Uh, you know, I think 250 to maybe 600, 800. It depends uh, how they go. But uh, they're all available right now to get your bids in on that on that handbit app. That's awesome, and uh, check them out on the social media channels at, as well, jacksonvilleiceman.com as well. Get your tickets tonight, tomorrow, uh, watching a really good hockey team play here in Jacksonville in the ECHL at Jacksonville Iceman. Alex Reed, thanks for taking some time, man. Good catching up.
Yeah, man, always, Fred. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Casey. You bet. That's Alex Reed uh, with the Jacksonville Iceman. Casey Kurtz. How good looking is that jersey? Yeah, little does Alex know he's never getting the jerseys back that he gave <laughs> yeah. us here. Um, and if I'd they try to bill us, that. I'm well, gonna... we've got like two jerseys for the Iceman in the. Oh, we got a well, I've got an Iceman one. They were kind enough to make a 691. Yeah, uh, a couple years back uh, with my name on it, and then uh, the Lizard King. So now we've got a couple of jerseys in there. Yeah, I like it. But yeah, they're never going back. Sorry, Iceman. <laughs> it was uh, fully expected, probably. Um, Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Creekside underway in the girls' soccer state championships. Uh, that one just getting going. And we'll see if Creekside can make it three for three for the local team. St. John's Country Day won Wednesday night, 11th consecutive state championship in girls' soccer. Then just moments ago, or a short time ago, Fletcher took one home for Duval County for the first time ever. The Fletcher Senators getting it done one to nothing over Lords, And uh, that's in the 6A state championship game down in DeLand. And just kicking off is Creekside. They're trying to make it three in a row for Longleaf Pine Parkway. Bartram Trail has won two in a row. Creekside trying to get this one here in 2022 after upsetting Bartram a few weeks back. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll let you know how it goes and maybe even have an answer on that one uh, before the end of the show. Hey, uh, Casey. What Give me an update on the golf uh, leaderboard, will you? Sure, Brent. Thanks for asking. Um, well, it's been a tough, tough go out there for the golfers, except one named Daniel Berger, who leads at 10 under par. Nobody's going to catch him. And it's truly incredible what you're doing, but nevertheless, Daniel Berger leads. I did kind of go chalky. That I didn't even realize I was going that much chalk as he was like a second favorite in this, so I apologize. But, I mean, who would know Daniel Berger's, like, chalking at the Honda Classic? I mean, diehards. Uh, diehards. If I said that to 10 people in the grocery store, they'd be like, who? Mm, depends on which store, Brent. <laughs> but, yeah, I Daniel Berger does leave. Yeah. I got to pick the store I go to. I got to get him on board. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> get him on board. That's a good segment to endorse. If I went to this store and 10 people... <laughs> would they know Daniel would the, Berger's a good Would they golf? know Daniel Berger or every time I bring it up? What would they know? Hey, speaking of golf, what did you're a big golf guy? Uh huh. What did you make of Greg Norman to Jay Monahan? What do you make of the Saudi League versus the PGA Tour? Is it really a thing, or is this just a lot of macho Greg Norman? Who, by the way, Greg Norman, you don't want to say that just. I'm going to just say it for the Greg Norman I know. I put him in like the Stanton category. All right, I've never had a good experience with him. Yeah. Uh, and 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 that doesn't mean they're the worst guys. My experience with them, not so good, and it's more than one time. And I think if you read up on Greg Norman, I think you'll find out he's not the, the greatest of, of folks, not the salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. I don't think you have – so what my point of that is, it's like it's hard for me to get behind anything Greg Norman is doing anyway because I just don't really think he's that likable of a guy. I mean, obviously he was a great golfer, but – Sounded that likable of a guy, and he really came across like the guy that I think he is yeah. <laughs> in that note to Jay Monahan, who, by the way, is a good guy, and I like Jay Monahan, and I like the PGA Tour being here. So I would say, if I'm being fully honest, that I'm on their side right now. And by the way, I think many a golfer in the world is on the PGA Tour side right now. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think a lot of people have had your same experiences uh, with, with Greg Norman. I think I've told you back uh, in... 
in younger Casey days, I used to work at an airport that his airplane uh, frequented, and uh, he never once got off the plane at our airport. He just kind of fueled up and stay on it. So I haven't had that many personal experiences with him, but I, uh, I see where you're coming from. In terms of the actual golf, yeah, I think this is a, in my opinion, obviously, I think this is a sort of a power play bullying type thing here because I don't know what's really going to come of it. We've heard there are some guys that will leave, but not anybody that if you even went to this grocery store asking about Daniel Berger, they certainly wouldn't know the people that have already signed on with the Saudi League. So I think this will be... I think it's a power play, and I think it's Greg Norman trying to insert himself as a power in the golf game. He was a great golfer, like you said, but I think this is a pride play for him and just trying to out-bully everybody. I don't know if it'll work, but as of right now, if the big players don't go and multiple of them, it's just going to fail. Yeah, and listen, I think the when you have Rory as outspoken, and right now he's one of the big names on the tour. Tiger Woods kind of in, kind of in behind the scenes. But when you have t- him doing that, like it trumps Phil Mickelson because Mickelson – is just like they don't need him anymore, you know? Yeah. Like they need Rory. And you've got other guys like Dustin Johnson and even a Bryson DeChambeau and whatever else. And, you know, Norman's big thing was, hey, Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour, basically said, we'll ban you for life, right? They threatened him. And who knows what went on behind the scenes. But, but I have a hard time wrapping around. Listen, if guys want to go play in a tournament and they're going to get paid a fee. That's been going on for a while. Like Tiger Woods would go play, I think, in Dubai or other places because he was going to get like $5 million just to show up or something. Like, I get that. I understand that. That's cool. But to go play in the league just for money or go play in this new league just to offset the PGA Tour, like, I don't know if that should be a motivation. I might come from the standpoint, in my view, the PGA Tour takes care of the players pretty good. And, and there are probably some inside, like, listen, there are things inside our business that nobody would ever know about in and, and so I get that part of it, but I, I just think the tour is pretty good and where it came from. I mean, 25 years ago, what they were making on tour compared to right now, feels like it's a pretty nice living if you're on the PGA Tour. So uh, that's the big story in the golf world right now. That and Daniel Berger in the league. That's also a uh, big story with the Players' Championship on the horizon. I do want to bring this topic back up from a broader sense of uh, in just a couple of moments or, or a little bit later on in the show. What if you take the MLB, the NFL, the NBA, those kind of leagues, like the PGA Tour, has there been a rival league in recent memory that's, that actually put that other league in, in danger? And could you ever get that? Will we ever see that? Uh, I, I'm not sure we will, but we'll talk about it a little bit later. Right now, I want to welcome in Bradley Plummer, Fletcher Girls soccer coach, just coming off a state championship, one nothing over Lords. And how about a big congratulations from everyone in Jacksonville and here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Coach Plummer taking that bus ride home, and it's going to be a, well, a, a pretty loud bus ride, I would assume. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to put it into words. You know, we, um, we, we, we tried to, you know, downplay it a little bit. You don't want the girls to feel too much pressure going into the game. You know, we played such a tough schedule. It's like, hey, listen, it, you know, it's it's just another game against another hard team. But uh, you know, the post game, it it's you know, it's starting to sink in, and it, it's really, really special to be able to represent Duval County. You know, all the good players, all the good teams, all the good coaches. You know, but it, it's also really cool to to be bringing it all back to the beach at Fletcher. You know, I always told the girls that you know the first one should be at the beach, whether it be the boys, whether it be the girls. We just we felt like that that. If somebody was going to bring it home, we wanted it to be us. But at the same time, we're we're just so happy to represent Jacksonville and Duval County and, and finally bring one home. It's been a long time coming. 
Coach uh, Bradley Plumber with us, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martin O'Casey Kurtz on the bus ride home from DeLand after a one nothing win in the state championship game. You know, when this started to go around like, hey, they, Duval's never won. You've seen a lot of good soccer in Duval County. They were at Fletcher High School. Are you su- Were you surprised by that stat? Because i got to be honest with you, I've been here 14 years, but I was a little taken aback by that stat. I, I figured uh, Duval, the city of Jacksonville, would have a state championship somewhere along the way. Yeah, you know, I th- I think it does a disservice to uh, the the amount of great teams that have, have played through Duval County. You know, and it's it's just I think it it's a testament to the quality of soccer in the state. You know, that it's just yeah. very difficult to win a title. Uh, but man, there's been some great teams. You know, there's been some great teams. I think Duval was was zero and seven, I believe, if, if I'm remembering correctly, in uh, in in finals. And it's like, I mean, just, you know, to, to make it there seven times is impressive. But, you know, to come up short, you know, it's kind of like, man, I, so I told the girls, I'm like, at some point, somebody's going to get one. You know, <laughs> why, why can't it be us? You know, but it really is cool. And, and you know, I, I think the girls are, they'll realize it later on. It's like, hey, you know, it, it's, it's pretty special. It, it's pretty special, you know, to be the first ones and to be able to bring it home and, you know, represent the whole county and, and all the great teams and players that have come through. Because there, there has been some wonderful teams. Um, absolutely wonderful teams. I was, I got to be a part of, you know, some of the boys, uh, the boys, the Fletcher boys, um, playoff runs too, and they've had some great teams that kind of came up short here. I think the Fletcher boys got knocked out by the eventual state champion like two or three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's it's pretty cool to to be so close, you know, over and over again, and to finally break through. It, it's it's hard to express. Oh, Coach Bradley Plumber with us here at ESPN 690. I'll tell you this, and I can feel this. I'm, again, I've been around here 14 years. I'm not a native. And actually, uh, we live down in St. John's County, but I know plenty of people live by the beach. And there's something to being a beach rat, isn't there? Like, it's, yes, kinda, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, it's, a, it's, got a, it's got its own little culture out there. And that is going to be pretty neat to get off that bus when you, you, you get back to the beach, you know, carrying that trophy. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. You know, it's a it's a community school. You know, I mean, you know, Jacksonville's growing. You know, things change, but I mean, Fletcher really, really, truly is still a community school. Uh, the send off that the the school and community gave us this morning was was incredible. Um, all the students lined the sidewalks. There was parents that lined the sidewalks. San Pablo Elementary. They brought all their kids. They made signs. I mean, so you know, just for the community to show these girls how much support they have. Uh, I mean, it's it's been so cool. They, they, I, the Bricks did a watch party. We've seen some of the footage from there. Just everybody, you know, celebrating, going crazy, wearing purple. We had a ton of fans that made the drive down to the land. So yeah, it's it's really really cool to and and, and not to mention that it's a soccer community. You know, yeah. um, I mean, we had so many. I got a bunch of girls that their dads, their moms played. You know, it's just it's you know that's what I've been telling all the players that we really try to do this for for every single coach and player that. You know, come through Duval, but they really have worn that that Fletcher F on their chest. You know, really, really make it make it mean something for everybody, and and just let everybody know that we're representing them too. It, it's it's more than just about us. That's really cool. Fletcher Senators uh, girls soccer state champs, first ever coming out of Duval. Bradley Bradley Plumber with us on ESPN 690. By the way, some of the stories that Coach is talking about. Marcel Robinson was at the watch party today. We'll show you a little bit of that tonight on TV on CBS 47 Fox 30. Oh, that's Marcel awesome. did. 
Marcel did a story last uh, night. He caught up with the team before they left um, about what it would mean and, and some of the things that coaches say. And he said last night, I really thought you put it wonderfully, too, about all the kids that have gone. This was not just about this team, but all the terrific players and teams that it just didn't have the fortunate bounces to maybe go, but were really talented and helped set the scene and the table for this year's team. And I got to believe, Coach, that Angelina Madeira, she doesn't even know it yet, but 20, 25, 30, 35 years from now, uh, people around that part of town will know her name forever, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, you want to talk about a girl that is has as much toughness and heart to match the talent. Um, you know, her her really coming along in the second half of the season, you know, is I think once she started scoring goals and creating, I mean, if you look at the assist too, um, you know, and then we, we had a dangerous attack with her and Josie around it, but really – you know, Ange has spearheaded the attack for the, the last, you know, half half of the season and really down the playoffs. I mean, they, the girl, is she's as tough as nails. I mean, it, she leads on and off the field. It, she is just incredible, incredible. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking she's, she's still just smiling from ear to ear, but, yeah, I don't think it's sinking yet. <laughs> Yeah. She scored, by the way, the only goal in the 63rd minute. And, you know, you guys had to play a lot of defense early on, it looked like, from my vantage point. And Taylor Sweat was unbelievable, including a huge save in the final 10 minutes. So uh, I know you guys had a lot of players do a lot of amazing things, but those are two of the standouts, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We were actually just talking uh, before we spoke. I think Taylor is up to 14 shutouts on the year. Wow. You know, and we played a difficult schedule, and it it was you know. So I mean, just that alone. I mean, we have a great back line, uh, but but Taylor's incredible. You know, I I told the girls at halftime. I, I pointed at Taylor. I'm like, listen, I, I truly believe that we got the best keeper in the state. Y'all give her a chance. If it, you know, she's gonna make the save that that she's gonna make. It's gonna give us an opportunity, and let's go make the most of that opportunity. And and they did, and it's been it's been so cool. And what so cool. I'll give you an update, by the way. I was going to ask you about Creekside. How do you like their chances? They just started 20 minutes in. They just took a one nothing lead. Uh, do you like their chances to finish that off and go three for three for the area this week? Uh, I, I do. I do. Um, they are very – they are big and athletic. Uh, we played them pretty early in the season. And they we're, – we're, this is our most athletic team that we've had at Fletcher. And they gave us all kinds of fits with their athleticism. And they got some size. So they, they are a, a very tough team to handle. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, they, they, Creekside was uh, for a long time in our classification. So uh, that was, you know, we added PV, so we added a state champion and, and lost a, you know, another uh, state finalist. So it was kind of tomato, tomato. But um, we were not too upset to see Creekside move up to seven A. Uh, <laughs> well, how about uh, that we, too, right? That's good because now you can both win a state yeah. championship potentially. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And at the end of the day, you know, we're rooting for the area schools to bring it home and. You know, and it's, it, you know, with all due respect to the private schools, it, I think it's just a little bit more special when some of these public schools do it. You know, we're working with a little bit different, you know, resources and, and things like that. So, you know, for these girls to, to be able to pull that off, it's just it's so special. Bradley Plummer, congratulations, state champions. How, I mean, you're on the bus. Can the girl, Do the girls have all their air, AirPods in and everything? Yeah, you wanna, just who do you want to talk to? I mean, well, you you just, talk? Just, just get them all to be like, we're state champs. I want them yelling into the radio so everybody in Jacksonville yeah. can hear. All you right, can coordinate on, it. Hey, girls, I'm on the radio right now. With the, right now, I got the interview. Hey, tell them how you feel about being state champs. They want to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, that's we're, good. We're not, we're not too upset. Not too upset on the way home. <laughs> hey, congratulations. Thanks for taking a few minutes. That's awesome stuff. And enjoy the weekend. I think you're going to have a nice hey, one. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, we appreciate all the support and coverage. We appreciate you guys supporting high school athletics. You bet, man. Have a good good ride right, home. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right. Uh, that is Bradley Plummer, Fletcher girls soccer coach. And, oh, that was the Fletcher girls soccer team on the bus ride home <laughs> having some fun. That is cool stuff, man. That's why we do this. That's why I really love this job, that, that those kind of local stories. That is really a neat moment uh, for everybody associated with the Fletcher High School program. And that has played there and the pride uh, there with the Beach Rats. Um, out there in the Jack's Beach area. So congratulations to them. And by the way, the update is Creekside up one to nothing, looking for its first ever state championship in girls' soccer as well. Coach Kevin Sullivan's going to join us to talk a little more high school in terms of what's happening in the football world. O.J. Small out at Riverside High School on his own doing. Why is it is he part of a problem that exists in the state of Florida? It's not his problem. It might be a state of Florida problem when it comes to high school football. Coach Kevin Sullivan joins us when we come back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. My gut tells me, man, that Russell Wilson is going to go back to Seattle because I think what Russell Wilson, if you want to, if you want to make a change, man, just say it. Just say, just say it. it. Come on, just say it, man. Like. Like, this is your career. It's nobody else's career but yours. If you are tired of being in Seattle, just come out and say it. You just wouldn't be it. the first to do it, and you're not going to be the last to do it. Uh, I don't know who that was because I wasn't paying attention enough on Russell Wilson topic. Huh. Uh, um, they were yelling. They, they were yelling. Uh, <laughs> I felt in the old days I would have said it was like Wiley or something. Remember, it was he. Was he ever on ESPN or was he just a Fox guy? Uh, uh I, I think he's. I'm just gonna Fox. go with Damian Woody. Yo, look at Brad. Well done, Damian Woody. Well done. Gosh, we're like the only ones. I think we're the only ones that even appreciate this game or like this game. Most of the time, it's just terrible radio. But yeah. hey, you know what? We're we're to do what makes us happy. I'm sometimes. saying. Uh, right now. What makes us happy is uh, going live from Creekside High School. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. That was a very fun conversation with Bradley Plummer from Fletcher. And now we're going to have another fun conversation with Kevin Scoop Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> our, our Hall of Fame coach we have on the Blitz Scoreboard Show in the high school football season. A little February visit on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Coach, how are you? Hey, doing good, Brent. Doing good. How's the fishing this morning? Uh, no fishing today. It's been pretty bad the last couple of weeks. I've uh, been shut out twice uh, the last couple of weeks, so a little disappointed. Hopefully the wa- the weather's warming up a little bit, and we'll start start it at pretty good. All right. The reason why I called them scoops is he, he actually has asking me last night. I was like, hey, O.J. Small might be out at uh, Riverside. So I text Coach Small, and, well, he were, you were right, Coach. Uh, Coach Small out at Riverside. And, listen, there's nothing – there's no big story here. Uh, he wants to spend more time with the family. Well, I should say there's no big story that I know of. Uh, he wants to spend more time with the family, next chapter of his life. Um, he's put a lot of time in, the former Gator. And, by the way, done a phenomenal job. When you think of Riverside High School, the former Lee High School, you think of Corky Rogers, Leroy Butler, right? Well, right. what O.J. Small did is bring that back, Coach, right? I mean, he, and you know all about this from your days at Jackson and, mm-hmm. and uh, what you did and what they're doing now. And so yep. – 
I feel like that's isn't that what OJ did? You've been around this thing a long time. Yeah, did a great job. Uh, a lot of people don't know the first uh, two years he took over that program, they had to play all their games on the road, and so that became harder. And they were they were like coming a, a two win team, and then they won two the first year, and then I believe won three his second year, and then he got sort of about the third year you get moving, and I think he won five or six, and then from then on, he's been winning eight, nine, ten and done a tremendous job and uh you know i, I won't say i was surprised because i have a pretty good relationship with him and i know he, he's been burning a little bit and getting burned out on it a little bit and uh you know he's got outside got an outside business that he runs and uh you know i don't like to see the good ones go i don't like to see the good i wouldn't say young guys but the good middle-aged guys going yeah and um but it is what it is in high school football the the burnout is real for the coaches at a long time you won't get these 20 30 year guys anymore especially staying at one spot yeah and by the way i i just want to i don't want to dismiss the fact that again he's getting out he's got a lot going on like coach said and and maybe it's just time and that happens and these guys put in a lot of hours i mean these are not just hey show up and 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 run practice and and football games i mean they're dealing with the media a lot because we cover it a lot mm-hmm. and they're really working with these kids and trying to change young men's lives and i really think uh, and i saluted them last night i told them multiple times i, I think the job that oj small did uh, as a football coach and in the backyard there and on the scoreboard that's one thing but you know he impacted so many people and and guys like you coach sullivan have done that for decades and, and that's why you're in the business but there is a distinct problem in the state of Florida, <laughs> and that is pay. And yes. maybe a guy like O.J. Small continues to impact our youth on the football field and off it if we could compensate him more. Because what you're paid here versus what you're paid in Georgia is astronomically different. It's like 20 to 30 times more in some places in the state of Florida. And somebody tweeted, like, 20 to 30 times? Yeah, like that's yeah. not a lie. Like I might even be underplaying it at times, and so and we lost another good coach, right? A, a one I'm less familiar with uh, right. to Georgia today as well. Yeah, Madison County. He's probably getting a forty thousand dollar raise minimum. Minimum. You know. Yeah. So the the thing about it, it's been that way for years, and you know I, I've been around a long time, and I've coached in the South and in Central Florida, and been up in North Florida for twenty four, twenty five years, and uh, you know. When, when we first got in, Brent, when we first got in and we coached, and even in college, the money was was good, never been great, never really even been good. It's just what you did it. But the, but now it's changed so much, especially the college game, uh, where these guys are, are, are millionaires coaching football. And so, it, of course, it's going to have the trickle-down effect, and that's uh, of what they're paying them in Georgia, their supplement and stuff. And I think it's more that it goes around is – the, the Duval County coaches, the coaches in the area, except for maybe, I think, Clay might be the only one. But we're on 10-month. They're on 10-month contracts. I said we are. Yeah. Well, uh, we were for a while. <laughs> yeah. On 10-month contracts. So anything we do in the summer is volunteer. And, um, you know. Yeah, that's that's the weight room, right? That's, 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 <laughs> that's like four, everything. <laughs> that's four days a week minimum in the weight room, not talking about taking off on Friday and taking the kids to camp or, or going here and then you're going up. And like, you know, at Atlantic Coast, I cut the fields twice a week in the summer. That was on time, you know, and so there's all that stuff that goes on and there there's no compensation with it. 
So as you work and do things, you know, you look around and you're like, well, heck, I got to find something else to do. When I was younger, heck, I used to deliver flowers on all the holidays and take off school and be on Valentine's Day and, and Mother's Day and, and that to make extra money. And heck, I even valet parked cars in my younger years trying to make some extra money just to survive, you know, especially in the summer. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a definitely big difference. I mean, the supplement I want to say in Duval County is about – I want to say $4,700 for head football. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and like anything else, Coach, and just to put this in, I, I'm not, listen, I, I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm advocating, I guess, for a high school football coach in the state of Florida because I know what goes into it. Like, I, I know this, for example, Riverside, uh, between the athletic director and O.J. Small, they would take a group of kids, like, on college tours yep. after the season because a big part of the game now, if you really care about your kids, is helping them get to college and recruiting. Like, the co- high school coach does that in football. Your travel ball coach might do that in a lot of right. other sports. But mm-hmm. in football, they do that. And another thing, football, like everything else, is king on high school campuses. When mm-hmm. the pandemic hit and they couldn't have people in the stands, that really hampered high school budgets because the high school football games on Friday nights go a long way to getting the budget set for the year at a lot of schools. I know that's the case in big-time dollars down here in St. John's County. And what do they do in Georgia, Coach? Is it just separate from the school system and it allows the booster club to kind of take care of the the coach? Is Is that the difference? No, it's not just the booster club taking care of the coach in Georgia. They're actually their their supplement is like twenty five thousand dollars. Wow, their coaching okay. supplement is twenty five thousand dollars. There's some schools in Georgia that it's twenty five thousand dollars, and then they give you eleven year on an eleven year contract. Most of the head football coach in Georgia on a twelve year contract. So let's say you take you take my I'm making fifty thousand dollars a year for ten months. And then now they add another five thousand because they're because I get paid two more months in the summer, you know what I'm saying? So I'm getting my, I'm getting say four thousand in June and four thousand, so I'm getting eight grand more be on a twelve month contract. But so now I don't mind going up and cutting the field and being in the weight room, yeah. and taking the kids to camp and and, and those kind of things. And, and I think what happens too, Brent, is there's a there's this there's a stigma that. You go on and, and you win and you get, win the district and you go to the first round of playoffs and you win the first round, you win the second round, you win the third round, you get beat in the semi. So you played four extra weeks. You get zero money those four extra weeks for wow. coaching. Whereas wow. the guy that went 0-10 and, and the guy that went 13-1, and 1, they get paid the exact same in Duval County. Yeah. And it's, some of know. the surrounding – and that's not – and that's everywhere. Not everywhere, but there's only about two or three – districts in the state that will pay extra for every week you you play you pick up another 150 200 dollars heck that'd be worth it just that yeah you know, Listen, even, you know we understand too right coaching's a labor of love and that's a reason why you got in it and there's a big part of it but when you start when you're competing against people across the border that are also you're seeing it like just 25 miles down the road or 50 miles mm-hmm. down the road and you're like whoa wait mm-hmm. a minute and i'm telling you since i've been here we have lost good coaches to the state yeah. of georgia i mean really that, good coaches well, how, did you ever think about going up there well i went up uh, early on for a little bit of time uh i went to dublin for a month back in 02 02 03 okay i went to dublin and then i came back because we had a family issue uh, that we couldn't uh, we couldn't stay and do that. We had we had a death and some things happened. So, um, 
But I've got some friends that have gone, like like Pruitt went. He's been there, what, 20 years, and now he's come back to Williston. He's got to get a couple more years to uh, to get full retirement in the state of Florida also. So, again, there's pros and cons to sort of everything in, in Georgia, too, because if you go to Georgia and you don't win, they're going to fire you. Well, that is true, right? The expectations <laughs> go up. I mean, well, right. the one I remember, which which really sticks with me, is Jamie Rogers did a really nice job at Baker County, and he's a, mm-hmm. he's a Baker County guy. Right. And they could even even the lure to go to Georgia was there. He left. I think he's back now. Is he at Baldwin or uh, Bradford? Bradford. Sorry. Yeah. Um, But so it didn't work out. But but I mean, that was like, wow, like this is a Baker County guy. Baker County football is awesome. Like it's a great place. But even Mm -hmm. the lure. And I don't know. Again, I don't know all the circumstances. So you never know from a personal standpoint. But that one always stuck out to me. All right. Let's let's we're, we're complaining about it. And people have been complaining about this for years. Years. But. So what can you do? Is it is there a is there a remedy at all? Will it ever happen? I already think teacher salaries in the state of Florida are ridiculously low. Yes, yes. It's funny. I tell I tell people now that they're paying first year teachers in Duval forty seven thousand dollars. It took me eighteen years to get to forty seven thousand dollars. <laughs> so um, I, I don't think it's going to change much. I think that uh, you you may get a a district that says, hey, we're going to pay our head football coach and our head basketball coach and our band guy 11-month contract. So you pick up another $2,500, $3,000, which would be something. But then what do you do with your assistants that are are coming up working and and doing different things, you know, with you in the summer? Because you're not there by yourself. You know, and that's one thing that happens in Georgia, too. But head coaches in our state are leaving to go be coordinators in Georgia and still making ten to twelve thousand dollars a year more. Wow. So I, I didn't realize I that. really don't. Yeah, I really don't think our state. I'm not going to say they don't care, but I, I really don't think that we'll see a big change um, as a whole. You may see individual districts like the Panhandle. You know, out in Niceville and out in Fort Walton Beach and those areas out there, they pay you a little bit better, more like Georgia. But I don't think the big cities you'll ever see a big change until they 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 realize that our athletics are our greatest dropout prevention across the board. No matter what you say, athletics keeps more kids in school and motivated than anything anything out there. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's a lot of good evidence out there, man. Again, this. I don't think this is coaches or anybody or me. I mean, on their behalf, put your hand out. You know, I think yeah. this is just what's right. It almost feels what's right. I almost wondered to the point. See, I didn't realize you could go district by district too. I thought it would be a statewide thing that would have end up happening. But I almost wonder if even the NFL could jump in. They have so much money, coach. Like, right. could the NFL support in all 50 states a budget for coaching? At the high school level, I don't know. I don't. I haven't done the numbers. Yeah. It's just coming to my mind, like right now. Like, could they at least help it? Could they fund it a little bit? I don't know. Um, I, I know they do a lot of good things with high school football, and they're doing more and more. Uh, but it makes me wonder in in states that are maybe not up to like the Texases and the and the Georgias, if if they could do something like that. So I hope there's a solution down the road because we're losing too many good coaches. And it's again, it's not about state titles. You just right. brought it up. It's about dropout rates. It's about yep. young men. It's about shaping young men. And you can do that at the collegiate level, too, but you got to get them to the collegiate level. Uh, you right. need people invested in kids, and uh, you can't just count on it being a labor of love for 35 years. I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing guys say, hey, I'm burnt out doing it. Um, well, so- and I think, you know, you get to 45, and you've got two kids of your own, and they're 8 and 10. And here you are spending all your time with these other kids making 
making pennies and you're not yeah. spending any quality time, you know, with with your kid, with your own kids. And you're and you look around, you're like, man, I could be working in the summer, you know, tutoring in the summer and make more money and and, uh, you know, doing that. I got a buddy of mine got out of coaching. He bartends two days a week, uh, Saturday night and Sunday, and he makes double his coaching supplement. How about what he that? would have made yeah. double in in the in the during football season. Well, I hope we get a solution uh, for it. But I appreciate coming on and talking about it. Really, oh yeah, no the problem. two coaches today we just lost to again for, for different reasons, but it brought that subject to light. And I know we've talked about it a lot, but I think it's a great topic to talk about more. Yeah, I mean it's great, and and people don't realize the stuff that the the coaches, especially the head coaches, go through. They are more than just a coach. They, they, there's so many things in all sports, like this, even soccer today. Congratulations to the Fletcher girls winning. That's so so exciting for Duval County. But there's across the board, all sports, girls sports, women's sports, men's sports, across the board, it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. I, hey, man, I hope the fishing gets better, and at least you don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. No, I, I hope the Tigers win tonight so I can ride to Lakeland and uh, – Get to, get to see them. I think this might be the year for them. So That'd be awesome. Do. Yes, they play in yeah. the regional finals tonight. Bunch of schools, by the Bunch way. Bunch of good ones, yep. uh, Including the Jackson Tigers. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Coach, have a good weekend. Appreciate jumping in, man. And thanks for right. uh, Scoop Sullivan. Thanks for the story. <laughs> you got it. Thanks. All right, Casey. <laughs> All right, Coach. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan right there. Um, our Blitz scoreboard show analyst, our Hall of Famer, and, and nobody knows the high school scene better uh, probably in, in the football world. So that's uh, a I always think it's a fascinating topic. I haven't lived in that world, but I see it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't know how anybody else can't notice it and and do something about it from an administration standpoint. I hope they do sometime. Uh, that'd be good. All right. Uh, hey, I got an update on Creekside Soccer. It's 1-1 one one now. So they're up one nothing. They gave up a goal. 1-1 one one Creekside Soccer down there against Cypress Bay in the land trying to win a 7A state title. But they're deadlocked, so they're going to have to put another one on the board. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you posted. Fletcher State Champs, St. John's Country Day State Champs. Uh, we're live uh, from Creekside High School, actually. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Football at 5 when we return with a little fighting, too. Austin Lane joins us from Dallas when we come back. Mm-hmm.